welcome to another edition of uh, Chopped Greens. I am your host, Philip Amarine, sitting virtually alongside the one, the only, the very, very getting back to being Harry, Gary. How are you doing, Gary? I have been better, but I am Harry, and I'm feeling happy about that. Yeah, man. Yeah, you're slowly regaining some some length, my friend. Some uh, some much. Thank you. Some much lost length. I my goal this year that I'm just inventing right now in this moment is okay. for every every pound that I gain, you know, have one inch of a, of a new beard, and then eventually I'll be my final Viking form. Wow. Okay. You I know? was, yeah. was going to say that. Um, well, I do know you were looking to to lose some weight at some point, so it won't be like all the way down to your toes or whatever if you if you're like trying to you can't you just got to promise me you can't gain weight to extend your own beard length that's what i'm trying to get at oh oh you see that that was my goal because losing weight is just so damn hard um you know it's much easier to gain weight you're right yeah man like i you know i i lost five pounds man yeah I, i lost five and and now i've got like eight back just from like a month i mean how does that happen I, I feel you, man. I, I well, each, each and every day I wake up thinking, dang, I need to to lose this pouch, this kangaroo pouch. Well, you know, it sucks that the NBA playoffs are about to start. I always drink a lot of beer when I watch basketball. And I have league pass. So that should just tell you how much beer I've drank over the last year. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, it's just a downward spiral once the NBA playoffs go on. And speaking of spirals. Yes. We Ooh, just look at that sneaky good transition. Thank I didn't even you, notice that. Nice. It makes it even better when we call it out. It's like right. it's like man, so good. Anyways, Spiral, uh, our film that we are reviewing this week, of course, starring the one, the only, the magnanimous Chris Rock and Mac- Max Minghella, as well as Samuel L. Jackson. We got a couple others in there just for funsies. Uh, let's see. Do you want Allie Johnson, Richard Zapiri? Zola Palmer, a couple of those in there for you, but uh, pretty much it's the Chris Rock show with five minutes of Samuel L. Jackson and everyone else can kind of go by the wayside. I don't know if that's fair to say, but that's how I feel right now. No, that's that's fair. It's directed by Darren Lynn Buseman and uh, written by uh, Josh Stolberg and Pete Goldfinger. And of course, oddly enough, Executive produced by Chris Rock. Now, by all accounts, mm-hmm. by everything that I've been able to find leading up to this film, because when you first see this film, when you first see the trailer, it, it's a weird marriage. It's a weird marriage of having Chris Rock being the starring figure in this film because you just don't really associate Chris Rock with with a thriller uh, Saw films. But apparently... Apparently, from every interview I've been able to procure and every interview I've been able to see, he apparently is a major Saw fan, even going so far as to talk to the creators and saying, hey, hey, I've got this great idea for a for a subsequent film, for a film that doesn't necessarily go along with Saw as a Saw film standalone, but as its as its own uh, series, I've got an idea. And thus, Spiral was born. I... I I don't know any of this backstory at all, but I will say that it, not only is it interesting, I actually think that he's probably the best part of the movie. Wow! Uh, easily, this, 
I, I mean, come, I mean, we have what we else have is better than Chris Rock? Aren't we? All right, uh, let's let's do it, man. Let's I mean, truthfully, what what is better in this movie than Chris Rock doing ten minutes of stand up and actually being a pretty good actor? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so know. again, it's always important. First of all, spoilers are always important to say. Like, listen, we're we're going to be going over spoilers in this in this film. It's just it's by the nature of the Saw film. It's almost like an M Night Shyamalan. You kind of need to talk about the spoilers in order to talk about the film. So just inherently getting that out of the way if you can go ahead and watch the film before if not you know we have some past movies in our history and library that you can go and listen to uh and then additionally we uh we also need to say that i think for myself and i keep i always put this this uh deterrent before i speak i try my best to adjust my expectations not always necessarily lower but maybe redirect or adjust my expectations depending on the film what it's aiming for and who it's for so no i i think that's really fair especially when this is like the what like the ninth saw movie i mean i was coming here i was like okay let's see how creative and gut-wrenching some of these deaths are and as long as i can have like 10 percent of an interesting story i think i'll have a satisfied song movie also also this movie had such a low bar because this was the first time i've seen a movie in a theater since uh it's been over a year i saw yeah. birds of prey the the harley quinn movie last february february 2020 that yeah, was the last, last time i went to a theater so i went to dolby i was i brought snacks i was like oh my god i'm so happy to be back that's so funny yeah ironically this was my first film back in theaters uh i had watched sonic was my last film Sonic the Hedgehog so nice. just like you very low bar very low bar it wasn't like I chose my last yeah. film anyways uh, but but listen look look uh, as much as I try to and so with with all that being said there is a guilty thing that I need to say is that I love the Saw films there, I, I've seen every single one of them except for Saw 3D, which you can't pay me to watch because it's horrendous. Uh, there's one good death in it, but that's about it. Uh, so, so this is going to be an interesting podcast because the one yes. Saw movie I've seen was like, I, I don't know if it was called Saw Legacy or what. It was the one where like Jigsaw was dead and this, and it was like, I it was it, it came out like what three years ago. I think yeah. I told you about this. Yeah, I don't remember it what called, it's called. It was but, called yeah. Jigsaw. And it was, uh, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and ironically, if that was your, if that was your expectations coming in, I would argue that because again, I've seen all the saws except for one, uh, even jigsaw jigsaw was not great within the, within the saw franchise, but it was because the, the franchise as a whole kind of did a heartbeat where we ascended. And then we were slowly descending. And then eventually when we got to Saw 3D, it was so low. It was god awful that once we got back to Jigsaw, which I say would be what, a six out of 10, if I'm being nice. The fact that it went from like a two out of 10, maybe a one to out of 10 to a six was tremendous. And it made me love the franchise. I was so thankful. So now I, I was kind of spoiled and I had that. Let me mind. ask. Yes. Because I actually I used to be like, you know, when I hadn't seen any of them and I didn't really know what they were like, oh, man. That's gore porn. But then, you know, you go to film school and you find out how the first one is made. Actually, a really cool story. And um, they obviously have an audience. I want to know what, why do you like the movies so much? 
I really, I really like the film in that one. You always kind of expect a twist at the end. That's really nice. It's inherent again, much like an M Night, yeah. M Night Shyamalan. Uh, so it part of the fun, part of the quote unquote game is figuring out what the twist was, and whether or not it was a good twist. Second of all, I enjoy in the games that it's it's somewhat you're looking at flawed characters, mostly about what each of the games represent is that they're flawed characters. Of course, your humanity says you want them to escape. But at the same time, it's it's interesting. Some good old poetic justice, there right? There is uh, always that poetic justice. There's something that is justifiable so, about seeing somebody who somewhat deserves it. Uh, not not saying that anybody deserves, you know, the full extent of what, what happens in the games. But, uh, but no, there's always somebody. a reason. It's not like he's murdering innocent people. But let me ask, so is, is that like a constant? Every movie, everyone who dies, it's, it's kind of like, like a Dexter type thing, right? Like he's killing people who deserve it and in a way that's kind of punny and yep. Yep, absolutely. poetic. That okay, is, That is a constant thing. Okay. 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 So I, I came, you know, I felt like I know enough to expect like hopefully a good thriller detective type movie and some good, uh, deaths, you know, because I remember when I was in high school, be my buddies used to like go on YouTube and watch like the, the saw death compilations, like all right. the, all the different traps and stuff like that. But to be honest, that's the extent of my knowledge. So I came in with a low bar and wanting just those things fulfilled. Yeah, one uh, uh, one fun thing about this relaunch, rebranch of Chopped Greens, Gary, is that you now have a movie list. You now got all the Saw films to watch and the former Mortal Kombat film, both of which I think you'll enjoy. I think you'll enjoy most of the Saw films, I should say. Once you get up to yeah. about like Saw 4, you're kind of being more obligatory of just saying it's not bad. And then Saw 5 is fine. Saw 6 is fine. Now, once we get to seven, eight, nine, and there are seven, eight, and there's Saw 3D in there, it's uh, it's it's horrible. Uh, okay, let me start here because yes, yeah, so let's so, actually get to the film. I'm sorry. Yeah, something I, I was curious about. I mean, we're gonna talk about these traps. Um, I don't think, from what I can remember watching, and from what my girlfriend said, who came to the movie with me, that they cut so much in the other movies. Like, for example, if if it's a trap where it's like in ninety seconds you're gonna die, and the other movies they would show the entire ninety second struggle. Um, but this movie seemed like you know because it was all flashbacks. They were kind of popping in and out of these traps, and yeah. I was kind of disappointed that I because that's like that visceral thriller thing where you get to see a human struggle for ninety seconds while like there's a a nail being forced into their stomach or whatever, and then it's yeah, and you get the full breadth of it, right? I don't know how you felt about that. So I was wondering when I went into this film because it's called Spiral, and the way that they associate themselves with Saw that they claim that it's from the book of Saul. And I want, yeah. I, that was the Which number was one. kind of a, a ballsy, I mean, what? Where did that come from? I'm not sure. The, well, The book uh, of Saul? So that's what I, when I was going into this film, that's what I was more, that's one of the underlying themes that I was curious about being a Saul fan, watching uh, the film. I wanted to see what merited it to be labeled as such. Because when they're saying that, it, I would have, I would have more expected from the universe of Saw. I would have expected uh, a, a Saw story, maybe. But from the book of Saw, yeah. it really does suggest that, that it's, it's, like, it's, it's your own unique thing. Uh, yeah, and, I don't know what that's evoking. Like thinking like the book of the only thing that comes to mind is like the book of Eli. That's totally different, right? But I'm like <laughs> the, from the book of Saw. 
that's just, I mean, did, did they not want to just put like a new entry in the software? Franchise? I, I don't know. Um, but well, they obviously so, didn't. How much of the other movies, because I mean, we are starting off with this movie, but how many of them are like sort of like this true detective like thing where, where it's really about the detective solving it? Is is that is that new? No, that's pretty. That's uh, again, that would probably be about half and half. There's there's oh, about okay. half the films that revolve around a, a policeman, a cop. Uh, and their 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 formal exposition, but it doesn't always go into the full uh, flight of the force, as it were. It's not like there's every uh, this one, of course, was pretty much predominantly around cops. You see a lot of the symbolism with the pig. Um, there there were certain elements um, from the book of Saw. I think part of the reason why it did this is because one, it didn't seem like all the traps were all that winnable. That was a that was a huge problem for me. Yeah. Is that, that's one thing I like about it is that if you, if you are willing to go that extra mile, you are able to live. That's not available in this film. What's the percentage of people who live? Like ten, less, half? Because I was like, okay, nobody's getting through any of well, these. Well, I'd say about five percent in the film. Five percent franchise. Okay, yeah. So pretty much f- everyone's dying. Pretty much, it, it does. Yeah. It doesn't really pull punches. There are some some films. Where and then there's also other uh, films and instances where people make it through, but then they miss their final trial, or then they're in another mm. film or something, something along those lines. Um, okay, okay, yeah. But uh, for this film, you're right, and there were a lot of crazy camera angles. One thing, one thing I didn't like about the uh, the traps is that some of them, the wax one in particular, didn't necessarily make sense to me. Dude, that was I've got this in the notes right now. Like the, the wax one, it felt like there weren't stakes with her because I was like, okay, so what? She presses her neck down onto a blade, and it severs her spinal cord, which prevents the. I I, I don't know. I feel like uh, uh, even though a lot of them are complicated, they actually like I have a simple thing. You know, it's like. Um, I, I mean, it, even the first one of the movie. You know, kick the stool out from under you, rip your tongue out, and run away. You know, uh, the yeah. If you kick your uh, stool out, you lose weird. your tongue. There's like, there's blood severances in there that you could actually just bleed out, and you're supposed to. Even tell me though that. you would just bleed out, right? Yeah, though. Yeah, I, I, I've seen like you know from the ones on YouTube, like uh, like the uh, rip the key out of your throat, and then you're good, or else you lie. You know, but yeah, the the wax one and and the the traps overall, I actually didn't think they were all that great. You know, you have the full scope of the Saw franchise, but I felt like they were. Uh, Mm, kind of uh, meh, you know. Perhaps the best one was the the electric and uh, electricity in the pool. That one was probably the best one. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was all right. Uh, so the the traps themselves were a little underwhelming. I for me the bigger the bigger problem I think which I had more so than the traps themselves was just that you're right. There was a lot of editing. There's a lot of cutting away and a misunderstanding at the very. Uh, I guess that. that it's kind of hard to figure out what they were precisely trying to do. Were they trying to say that even if they did what they were supposed to do, they're still trying to die? Thus, from the book of Saw, because people don't necessarily have a full, real chance to live. The only time that there was a chance was the ending. Um, is that what we were going on? Um, I, they were gruesome. They were certainly gruesome. The first, the first. Uh, a killer game of the film, the tongue was very like that made me squeamish. That was probably the worst one of the bunch. Yeah. Uh, 
I, and I honestly, I, I, one of the things that I found to be off-putting or distasteful, not maybe even not to that extent. It wasn't that that egregious, but hey, uh, what what name should we give them? I know. Let's let's call them Banks. Yeah, that's great. Oh, but wait, there's two of them. Why why, why don't we call them Shanks? Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. It blew my mind that they would just, I was like, how lazy do we need to get to go from banks and shanks? I don't know if that ever occurred to your mind, but. No, it didn't, but it is right now, man. Can we not go to like Galway or or Perez or, I mean, even if we're going to go just stereotypical cop names, let's go to Perez and let's go to, I don't know. I I really don't, but it was just, it blew my mind. Give me a Smith, man. Give me a Jones or a Becker. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think that uh, I, I didn't expect, you know, good supporting characters, but these supporting characters were, I don't, they, they're not cardboard cutouts. They were like wet cardboard after a monsoon cutouts. They were just falling apart. I mean, truthfully, the only one that's mildly interesting, interesting was um, Samuel L. Jackson's character. And even then, he, I felt like Samuel L. Jackson just walked on set, got his 150K. Uh, and just and just walked off. Otherwise, I mean, all, all these cop characters, like what what's with them zooming in on on their kind of foreboding looks that they're all giving each other? I felt like they were they were trying to create a mystery that wasn't there by making all the cops glare a lot, and they were just boring characters. And um, and there the, was that the one dialogue, cop man, who could only yell like, "This is emotion." What are you yeah. doing? And, and he's the one who who said like the cop line that's in every bad cop movie. Where he's like, "You're too close to this man." Yeah, you're too close. You're getting too close. You, Zeke, you're too close to this thing. Yeah. Um. The sadly, the the side cop characters weren't anything at all. So again, which is weird. And this leads us to the main actor here, Chris Rock. Exactly. Which I think it's arguable, uh, if not obvious, that his best acting for me in this film is within like the first 15 minutes of the film. The moment when he's just doing stand up. <laughs> yeah, like I think I, I, even his uh even his going undercover is is pretty nice. Uh even him in the first moments of being a cop are very nice. But then we get to the part where he demands because his random friend on the force, the lone friend on the force uh is the one killed and so he want he demands to lead the investigation. I don't think the dialogue is doing him any favors. But he certainly that he that's a very weak point on the film and a weak point on his acting reel. If you ask me, it was very stereotypical. It didn't seem funneled correctly. And from there on, I yeah, that scene did play moments, weird. But a lot of these serious, sincere moments, I just got very stoic, very moot. And it you didn't know what? necessarily work I, uh, all the time. That's that's interesting because I actually felt like he was. I, I think he was pretty good. Um, th- that scene does come to mind, but also that that female captain was just uh, she needs to go back to acting school. But I mean, obviously, in, in the beginning, he's essentially doing stand up. And then throughout the movie, I, I actually kind of bought that he was this grumpy old divorce cop. And he, he played it well enough with what he was given. And he had the best part of the movie, which to me was the last shot of him screaming like, yeah. no. As, as, as the guy goes down, that was actually a pretty great last shot. Um, so he he was, to me, the high point of the movie because um, he, he was consistently funny and um, relatable. Yeah, and, I never uh, thought I'd have yeah. a Saw film 
with good comedic <laughs> undertones. With that, pers- was, that yeah. was unique to me. I was, yeah. I was curious about how I would feel about that coming out of the film, but it was fine. It, it yeah. fit the film. And of course, when you have Chris Rock, you kind of expect that. So I wasn't too upset about that. It had those uh, good comedic undertones. Chris Rock didn't surprise me as much as Samuel L. Jackson surprised me in the movie. That that one was out of left field. Really? That's funny. Uh, I, I realized early on that he was going to be something of a glorified cameo. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but look, for me, did he when 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 we went to the wax trap? Did he need to perform CPR on her disfigured face when she was gone and waxed and she looked Man, like, that, a, I, like a I was like, of ham? That was dude, that, that was. Yeah, oh, I was like, OK, is he, is he making out with her? Is he giving no, her no, mouth he wasn't mouth making out with her. No, I know. But I was uh, like, I was like, are you serious? Like she is just um, she's charred, like melted skin, man. And he's just planting his, his lips right on there. It's, it it's absolutely abhorrent. Look, uh, the whole thing at times was somewhat predictable. Were you able to? I'm curious. Were you able to foreshadow who it was that? Uh, yes. that was the mastermind of all this. I had a feeling in like their second car scene, aka parody of Training Day, and then I knew as soon as he died because he was the only person whose body they didn't show or really focus on. I was like, oh, okay, so it's him. And then I was just waiting and waiting and I was like, yep, there. And also he was the only other side character who was mildly interesting or kind of like fun to watch. Um, uh, So when it was revealed at the end, I was like, okay, let's just I just want to see how this all unfolds. Um, What was this movie trying to say? Because there's obviously like you mentioned a few minutes ago, the thing with the cops, which is uh, which is a huge you know, hot button thing nowadays. Uh, all I could discern from this movie was being a bad cop is bad. I didn't I, I didn't I understand what much, else. I, I Gary, I don't think it had too much more beyond that, because remember, this film, I believe. But it seems like it wants to. Right. Because the whole thing was about like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go get revenge on, on corrupt cops. And like they they wrote this movie, you know, in, in the Black Lives Matter, you know, did they? world. I, I, I was under the impression, Gary, that they wrote this film and that they were ready to release this film October of the pandemic. And so it was it was going to come out and it was already finished and filmed. I'm just saying like like the whole last five years that we've been been living in is like uh, like cops have been one of the most talked about things. Right. Sure. But but it wasn't it wasn't at its absolute apex. No, it's not like they they released it like during the George Floyd thing or or anything like that. Right. Correct. It's true. It certainly wasn't made during that point. So, yeah, yes, they are a constant underlying theme or tone but i don't think they took that next level of within the the average citizens or or person's awareness to where now i i wonder if this is partly why they released it in the middle of of whatever as the first film one of the Wait. first films back uh, so, as opposed uh, to waiting in october when it would probably are, are, have a more favorable release do all the movies uh, have cops as the main characters? Is that like a thing? Again, you're uh, you're you're reaching at about fifty percent. It depends okay. on, on the film, but well, just because this one seemed like it was so heavy on the man, you lied on the stand, you shot an innocent person, you did this, you did that, and and it was really going for some message. But then the message is kind of uh, diluted a little bit with the uh, you know psychopath killer, you know, doing it for that reason. 
uh, but then it's all about, you know, hey, Chris Rock was the good cop and he's good, so we're not even going to try to hurt him at all. I don't know. I felt like it was kind of weird, but I was like, are, are they trying to go with like a, a social justice message in, in a Saw movie right now? Well, usually, usually the, the entire basis of the film, uh, we get one main character and we go through their journey and their path through the ensuing game or film and uh, it's usually encapsulated by yet another game going on coherently while while you watch that's usually what it what it tends to be and that main person okay. can or cannot be uh, a cop at the center of it and what their journey is and what they have to uh, overcome as the film depends on what what depends on what it is but cops i wouldn't say they're constant yes but it didn't necessarily it, it was more so the person underneath the badge more so than the fact that yeah. focus on a, a, a big tone of them being cops. You didn't feel like this movie was like really going for like a message though? I don't feel like it, man. Maybe it's partly because I know that the Saw, Saw franchise and I, I've been there. And so therefore I think it's the, the main That's goal is, is to achieve that, 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 that thriller aspect of it, what have you. So I don't think it was trying to go for that, especially given what time it was supposed to come out. I think it was just happened to come along at a time where the subject matter would amplify so therefore because of the time that it would come out it does it create a stronger message than it had perhaps intended uh, subtly or not i would think and suggest off of what it was i think that it just may have been a coincidence i maybe it's too big a coincidence that that the writers wanted it to to be there but i could be very wrong could be very wrong i just don't see Spiral being the the big thing, especially since there doesn't seem to be a coherent at the end message saying, oh, this is we need to. Uh, it's not wrapped up in a in a spiky blanket saying, no, exactly. This is, this is what happens or, or uh, the message is, uh, hey, um, being mean, being a bad cop is bad. So oh, don't do that. Right. Um, so overall. Good, good film. I liked the use of colors in this one. The color grading seemed to be fun and fine throughout the whole thing. It was very vibrant, very, uh, very either muted and blue or somewhat vibrant and orange, depending on where we went. I liked that. Um, anything else you want to talk about, Gary? Man, well, just I, I feel like they really went hard on the true detective, like murder mystery yeah. detective story route. And usually like in those types of stories or movies, the mystery is unraveled in a way that's confusing, but also coherent where it all really does wrap up together with whatever the twist or reveal is at the end. But this one, I felt it was just like the mystery is revealed in the first, you know, however many minutes. And then, hey, there's a copycat killer. And then we're going to kill the five obligatory people. And then you're going to find out at the end where it, there weren't really any twisty turny things that made me engage in the mystery i just was like okay so we're gonna like slowly start picking off cops the, we're gonna get a few murders then we're gonna find out what happens and i felt like um it actually would have been a pretty good movie if they would have uh, gone a little bit uh, deeper or or had a better you know kind of detective twisty twisty story if you know what i'm saying so oh, that you, I, I did you understand what they were talking about when they said that they were operating under uh, an article M8, eight article eight i just figured that was some kind of like cops can do what they want type law that some of these cities have or i don't know okay 
I felt like it just, I mean, that's what it was. It was like some law that was passed that like cops do things like at their discretion or maybe didn't punish cops or something like that. Yeah, but I, I couldn't I, figure that one out. I didn't know if that was an actual thing, if that was just I was supposed to remember that from a previous Saw installment. But either way. Yeah, I, I actually got pretty into the story at first. But then once I realized it was going to just kind of be the same beats over and over again until we hit an hour and a half really took me out of it. Um, I felt like it wasn't a good enough detective movie to be a good movie and it wasn't it, it, there weren't enough cool deaths and and i didn't see them enough and um it didn't fulfill my expectations in that way and then you have this weird like chris rock performance standing in the middle of all of that so i don't even really know what to think of this but then also i had a great time because i was sitting in a theater <laughs> so um, i'm trying yeah yeah but i mean i i i was actually for maybe three-fifths of the movie kind of into it and then i just kind of fell off um i think that the lack of good supporting characters took it away the dialogue and also you could mitigate all of that with some freaking sickening death sequences which i didn't really get so that's that's where i leave you all right so out of uh let's go 10 fractured and pulled out fingers how many fingers fingers. are you going to uh, give this film I appreciate the franchise trying to do something different. I really do. Um, I like the the interjection of creative energy. And some I of think the best Chris Rock is in the, in the entire franchise. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. No, that's it. Yeah, it, it, it did have some 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 good shots in there, man. So I'm actually gonna go off and say maybe this is the uh, theater experience seeing it in Dolby. I'm gonna give it a four, a four out of ten. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I was going to give it a two, but uh, Chris Rock is good. Um, I hope that they can build on this and have like a good detective story with some good, and maybe do something completely different. I don't know, but I appreciate if they're going to keep this alive, you might as well do it differently. So four out of ten. I got to tell you, I was entertained the entire time. I liked the final, final game, as it were. Uh, and Chris Rock's performance, while it lost some of its seriousness in me, it never lost me. I, so I got to go with my little saw heart. I got to go a five out of out of uh, ten. Five fractured fingers. That's, five fractured fingers. Absolutely. That's where I'm going to go with it. Wasn't the worst installment in the franchise. Wasn't the best. Nor did it hold or incorporate any of the best yeah. games. But hey, it was a fun one. Honestly, man. Well, and and I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. I wouldn't be like, "Hey, you should." It's, this movie's on Netflix. You got to go catch it. It's not going to be on the recommended list, not though. Lots of people are going to end up seeing it. Yeah, not, not as a standalone. Stand- exactly. I was I was going to say because um, this is a franchise. Yes, I would recommend the franchise as a people whole. People are going to marathon it. I would say that yeah. this is a good next episode, if you want to call it that, in the franchise. But other than that, outside of that context, does it work as a standalone film? No, not really. So for yeah. Podcastus Emeritus, Gary Boucher. I'm Philip Emmer. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to listen to all of our older episodes. We've got a bunch in the backlog there, a bunch that all have spoilers, all have heated opinion, and maybe even some fingers back there. I think we've graded on fingers before. Mm-mm-mm. This is our first time. And uh, we're pretty much everywhere that you can listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. Pretty much everywhere except for Pandora. Screw you, Pandora. Screw you, Pandora. I think your face was trespassing on my property.